Welcome to the Suffering Podcast. Each week, we walk you through how suffering is the way to sustainable success and the path to greatness. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. Visit thesufferingpodcast.com for complete details. Please subscribe and like to get our latest episodes as soon as they drop. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn for exclusive content. Please comment. We may read your comments on future shows or even reach out to you for a future guest appearance. Let's embrace how suffering forges bonds that last forever, showing we are never alone. So get so ready, get ready, sit down, sit down, and strap it, strap it. Sit your ass down, down. Sit your ass down, down. Let's talk about the suffering. It's time to start the pain. Sit your ass down, down. Sit your ass down, down. Strap it, strap it. This is gonna hurt, gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt, gonna hurt. Let's talk about the suffering. It's time to start the pain. This is gonna hurt. It's time for the Suffering Podcast. Dented Development Project is a 501c3 nonprofit organization with a mission to assist first responders and their families repair dents caused by suffering. Help us support the ones who take care of us selflessly. Dented things can still operate, but may not be as pretty as they once were. Make a difference and go to DentedDevelopmentProject.com to get involved today. Our heroes need our help. All new Suffering Podcast gear is here. The show depends heavily on our supporters to get the word out. Let people know that suffering is a team sport and no one is alone in their struggles. Wearing the Suffering Podcast merchandise accomplishes that goal. Check out our store at thesufferingpodcast.com or check our show notes for the link. Your support and love means everything to us. How many of us know who we really are? Deep down inside in places we don't share with the world, where is the real you? Our outward appearances don't always convey our true selves. To be comfortable in your own skin is to ask everyone around you to accept what is truly in your heart. There are some who will never understand the path you have to choose. There are others that will accept you for the person that you are. But at the end of the day, when you lie your head on a pillow, that is the person you need to have that conversation with. That is the person you need to be comfortable with. And that is the person with which you have to live. We all wish we had the freedom to live by the words of Mark Twain. To sing like nobody's listening. To love like you've never been hurt. To dance like nobody's watching. And to live like it's heaven on earth. I'm Kevin Donaldson here with Mike Felace, and on this episode of The Suffering Podcast, we sit down with Ashley Terry to discuss the suffering of gender identity. Ashley has fought and suffered to be able to sit here today, allowing herself to reveal the real person that's inside her heart. Ashley, thank you so much for coming in. We've been looking forward to this one. Thank you. Thankfully, we have a mutual friend in Eric Engelhart, Mike's boyfriend, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> no, he sits on our board of directors. He sits right. on more than our board of directors, man. 
He sits on your lap occasionally. And listen, <laughs> whatever makes you feel good, just go with it. No, it's whatever makes you feel good, Mike. Exactly. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Before we get into any fun here, <laughs> let's get into this week's social media question. And this one was a little tough one. This one comes from Bobby. It says, what are your thoughts on transgender athletes competing in sports according to their gender identity? And what this is meaning is specifically, because you don't see it a lot the other way, is say somebody who was born male competing in a female sport after they've transitioned. Ashley, you're our guest today, so please let us in on what your thoughts are. Because there's nobody in this room, well, maybe Mike a little bit, there's nobody in this room that has a better perspective I mean, than you. I mean, this, this question is like right up Ashley's skirt. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, right up her alley. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, let's hear your thoughts on that. It is definitely a political debate back and forth. There's been a lot of research and studies. Um, I'm trying to I, st- believe, I would prefer to stay yeah. away from the right believes this, the left believes this. I want to know what your thoughts are personally. I believe it should be allowed. Okay. There should be some governing rules to control it because unfortunately some people are trying to cheat the system and ruin it for the rest of us. Mm. Those that identify as trans just want to live our lives and perform the sport like any other woman would. Okay. Now what do you, what do you think about possibly putting a fourth category or a third category into sports being a coach there's more to sports than just playing the sport there's a lot of things that sports teach you to exclude one group of people versus the other would really do a disservice to the things that sports teach you but what about your what are your thoughts on maybe putting a third category in there where there is a transgender actually there would have to be four a transgender female and a transgender male what do you think about that the problem there is you spread the sports too much There's not as many trans players, so the teams would be very limited. Okay. I guess the problem that I have on this is the recent swimmer. You had a guy who was ranked 400 and some in the world, and as soon as he transitioned, now maybe he was one of those that you were speaking about that kind of bucked the system. Now all of a sudden he's number one. There is no doubt genetically that men physically are stronger than women. Excluding you. Excluding me, of course. (laughs) Uh, but that's why, you, that's why you have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> we are built that way. We are designed that yeah. way for purposes of survival. You know, women are better, are way better at certain things than men are better at. It's kind of that balance that makes it work. So putting somebody who was born genetically, physically stronger in a sport, that's the problem that I have. Yeah. But I don't ever have to but worry about to it. But test that yeah. is... Men and women come in all different shapes and sizes. This is true. There are women bodybuilders that are stronger than either of you sitting here. Mm -hmm. So there is that. And also once you're on hormone treatment, you lose a lot of that muscle mass. You lose a lot of the cardio. You lose a lot of the capabilities that you had pre-transition. So it's your belief that 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 should be allowed. Yes. Now, what about, because Mike, you have a daughter. This is my concern. If I had a female child competing in a sport because they they can't combine sports like the females and males really can't compete say on basketball we'll take basketball you put a female a female would never make the nba in or the wnba well i mean there are females that probably could make it in the nba i i think they would have already i think they already would have done it you know i know they've been trying this with baseball for years and they they can't get there you got coaches now you got coaches which is fine Co- no problem co- with that. Yeah, I got no problem with that. I got no problem with females competing in male male sports. I got no problem, but I do have a problem in men competing in female sports. Not to, not to say that transgenders are, are men. You're going to dissuade young females from competing in a sport knowing if they're going to constantly just be competing for second. 
And that's the problem that I have. And that's, that's my sticking point. If there was some way to equalize that, Hey, have at it. I, I don't care either way. But right now I haven't seen enough evidence to say that somebody who has transitioned from male to female is the same biologically and physiologically when it comes to sports. Correct. But right. you are replacing their hormones. Right. We now have my testosterone levels are in single and double digits. Really? Which is less than most females. But how, how does that, doesn't it make you feel like crap? No. No? The estrogen actually gives you more emotions. Believe it or not, my it, emotions have actually. But that, that is makes. Is that why women cry so much? Then? Yeah. Because... Unfortunately. Yeah. I don't want more feelings. I just want more strength. It did. <laughs> I, I lost muscle mass. Really? Yep. And really? gained fat. Uh, I guess I guess it's preparing for like a childbirth type of situation. Yep. Wow, Mike, what do you think? Like you said, and no matter where you go with it, we're going to be wrong, you know, because someone's going to have it. I'm not saying I'm right. Yeah, I'm just yeah, telling you yeah. my my. I, I just, you know why I feel bad for you brought up the case of a swimmer. There there are people that have been training their whole lives primarily for that, like one competition, like your senior year. You know, your senior year in college, you're a swimmer. Okay, say so it's a breaststroke. <laughs> Go ahead. All jokes aside, you're, you're the the best female swimmer in breaststroke. You've been training your whole life for like your senior year to win that league championship, national championship, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, somebody, like you said, was ranked over 400 in the men's, comes in, transitions to a female, and winds up winning that race. That to me is my real sticking point. It's it's got nothing to do with a, a sexuality issue for me. It's got to do with a physiological. Because yeah. uh, there's a guy named his name's Rob Kearney, and uh, he competes at in the pro level uh, strongman competitions. He's on Instagram as World Strongest Gay, and he is very flamboyant. Like he he's not hidden. It's it's out there. But he's also a fantastic strongman. No, I mean, yeah. no shock that you're following him. <laughs> <laughs> Open your mind, brother. Open your mind. Just because I follow somebody. You sound like my father. When he he said, I said, Dad, you ever see Brokeback Mountain? He goes, there's no gay cowboys. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's no gay cowboys. <laughs> Didn't you ever hear of a butt cowboy? I'm, come on. <laughs> and I said, he goes, well, I'm not watching that movie. And I said, what, do you think you're going to get a good idea from watching that movie? Like, oh, my God. You think you're going to turn gay just from watching right. a movie? Right. That's, that's what the thing was. But it's, it's, not a, it's not a sexuality issue. It's not a political issue. It's a physiological issue. And that's, that was my concern. But if you're telling me that when that the estrogen levels versus the testosterone levels will equalize everything, now, what is the reason why was this, this person who transitioned into a female the swimming Mm-hmm. Was she just that much better or because she was ranked 400th something Correct. as as a male? I forget the numbers. Well, that, says, this, I'm just taking yeah. this one case. It says something like men are naturally 15% stronger. Okay. In the case of the swimmer, I don't remember if it's the same swimmer, that person lost 10% of their physical capability. So there's only a 5% discrepancy, which you can see more than that naturally within mm-hmm. female bodies. Okay. All right. So this is a debate that's going to go on and on. We don't have the answers. I'm not saying what I'm coming out with is right. This is, I'm trying to have an open, honest discussion about, it. okay, these are my concerns. These are your concerns. These are my points. These are your points. And this is how the world goes around. Yeah, and and I, I think that's how it should work. There should be an open discussion about it. Absolutely. Now, listen, this, this discussion between the three of us isn't going to change the world. No. But you need some of these big time leaders to actually sit down and come up with some kind of conclusion and figure out where we're going to go from there. Well, you and I, Mike, having this conversation about transgender athletes makes no sense. 
But the three of us sitting down here, because the reason we brought Ashley in here is Ashley has, what's the proper term? Transgender? Trans- transition. Transition. You transitioned from a male to a female. Correct. And you're here today to talk about all the suffering that has come along with that. Before we get into that, you've listened to one or two episodes of the Suffering Podcast. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on it. So give us a little insight on what you think. I think it's great. I think it is an awesome way to get some outreach, get some vulnerability out there, share what we go through. Therapy. Therapy. Yep. That's what we do. We have a, we have a therapy session. Because there's such a stigma around a lot of this stuff and there really shouldn't be. You know, Mike and I said many times, we've, we've shed many a tear in here. He likes to cry on my shoulder. He won't admit it, but he does. Once in a while. He looks well, like that, a crier. That's what, <laughs> he's a crier. That's what Mandy's for. <laughs> I go upstairs and cry to the dog before I leave. This is an outlet for us. And as, as much as when we bring guests in here, we want them to let go of everything we say they have inside of them. So when they leave this studio, they're a little bit lighter, a little bit freer. We have recently done that same thing too, by letting go of a lot of the things that mm-hmm. we haven't let out <laughs> <laughs> on air. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to tell your friend behind closed doors, Hey, listen, this is what I'm going through. It's one thing to put it out on air for everybody to hear. Absolutely. It's a little scary. So why don't you, t- you're like bearing your soul to everybody. You know I mean? We were only sitting here, you know, talking between the three of us. So it's like casual conversation. And then when you hear the episode come out live, it's like, holy oh. Christ, I can't believe I just did that. Now it's all of a sudden you're on top of that stage. You're in front of that audience with your underwear Try on. Try and not think about that audience. Yeah. <laughs> with, with your underwear on. That's the worst part. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? I am 33 years old. I am currently an EMT. I work for Hudson Regional Hospital. I trans- started my transition when I was about 28 years old. So you had 28 years of living one way. I mean, you you, you knew yeah. at that point, right? You know, but you're afraid. Yeah. And yeah. even though my family was so accepting, there's that constant little fear that what if they're not? What if something happens? What if they kick me out? So at 28 years old, you, you knew at that point. You've lived yeah. enough of your life. It wasn't like a rash teenage decision where... I want to get a tattoo on my face, you know, (laughs) Mike Tyson, right? When you're 28 years old, the tattoo on your face doesn't seem so good. Yeah. Right. So you, you knew EMT. Now that's an interesting one because you're out in front of the public and as anybody knows, anybody, anybody pick up on it or they don't really care at that point. They're in need. I'm very open about my transition. Everyone I work with knows I'm very public. There are still people out there that obviously judge it, but for the most part, everyone's been pretty accepting of it. No, you don't have cooties. No, so we're no going to dispel. We're going to dispel that myth here. We are not contagious. So, you, <laughs> so transitioning isn't contagious. So no. now me and Kevin aren't going to like go out and start taking estrogen uh, pills or. It's just I like no. You shave your legs. I do. So. I, sh- I shave my whole body. So <laughs> I'm, I'm halfway there. <laughs> it's just like, and you're not a child molester. No. Okay, because that's the other great myth that comes out. Which like if I you're gay, that, that was when I was. From. That was where I when I grew up. Oh, they're gay. They must be a child molester. Well, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> huh? How do they even relate? You know, but, but that's, you've that's heard it. it. That's a stigma. You, I know yeah. you've heard what it. I, I did. We're just clearing stuff up. You don't have you cooties. cooties. You're not a child molester. You're not a pedophile. And you are an EMT, so you're in this life of service. I think that's pretty cool. Now, how about relationships? Uh, currently, I'm single. I am very open when I'm dating. I put it right out there. I, I'm a trans woman. Take it or leave it. Take it? Okay. Yep. Most people I've dated haven't had a problem with it. There were a couple issues with relationships early on in my transition. Now, has you have you ever started chatting somebody up and they didn't know and then you told them? Yep. 
Yeah, so to walk us and through that process. <laughs> most of them ghost you because they didn't read the profile. They weren't paying attention. They're just swiping for sex. And when I'm like, oh, I don't know if you noticed, I am trans. And they're like, what? And then they just go away. That's how the conversation happens. Yep. No kidding. It's not. Has it ever gotten to a point where you get into a, a sticky situation and there are... There, it comes down to... Yeah. Well, have you gone through the transition surgery? No. You have not. You get into the intimate part of your life... As you're an adult, you, you, that's what you do. Has it ever fallen out? I guess. I guess that the, is that the right. Was there, was there any fallout from it? I'm tiptoeing around the tulips here, and, and I'm like, oh, hey, did it ever just come out? You the know, tulips. Say, hey, look at this. What do you think? You Thankfully, have, you... I have been fortunate enough to never experience that. Yeah. I have always told everyone as soon as we started talking. That's good that you're you're open and honest about that stuff because I imagine that could damage that person that you're with as much as yourself because yep. not only will it bruise your ego, but it'll also... And you never know how a guy's going to react. It's ended in assaults. It's ended in murders. You've been killed over it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, most and of suicide. The, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well... Well, people go to Thailand all the time for that stuff. <laughs> when you're on the job, nobody really nobody really has an issue with it. Has there ever been a time when it, it has been an issue? Uh, there has been a few occasions. I love when people give me that stare to like weird me out and then I just smile at them and then they get so pissed off that I'm not offended that they're staring at me. Well, you have to expect that. Okay. Yep. You do have to expect that if you're transitioning there's going to be some people. It's like it's like if a if a young kid, and I always use young kids because they're the most honest. You know, I, I remember as a young kid, I looked at a little person once because I'd never seen a little person, and the little guy he got offended and stuff, gave me the finger. I think I was like five <laughs> years old. What, what do you expect from you a know, kid though? From like, a kid, from a kid. So it was like that though. Yeah. <laughs> so you, it, it's nice that that you're open enough and you're honest enough with yourself to say, okay. I'm going to get these things. How am I going to react? And I'm sure you've had that conversation in your head. And right? you're comfortable within yourself. That's, yeah. I think that's the, the most important thing. It takes thing. a lot of time to get there. Though. I'm sure it did. Well, I mean, you said 28 and you're 33 now. So that's, what, five years? So you're still really going through that process and still trying to get comfortable Correct. with it. The transition medically is a five-year process, which I'm only three and a half years in. You have to go through, is, it, is there psychologicals involved? Uh, they do do a screening just to make sure that you don't, you don't end up regretting transitioning because some kids do like just want to experiment and see what it's like. Yeah, let me see what it's like. Let me cut my dick off. I was going to say, yeah, once it's cut off. I wasn't talking that far, right? Once it's cut off, you can't reattach <laughs> sure. it, right? Which it's is crazy glow. Or John Wayne Bobbitt. <laughs> crazy glow. Crazy. Which is why you have to do the screening. Right. Because I, I know years ago, there was one, I'm, I'm talking probably 25, 30 years ago, we learned about it in school, was there was only one place that did the transition, the reassignment surgery. Now, it was Johns Hopkins. There's probably a lot more now. Yeah. You had to go through a serious and extensive psychological evaluation. And there was a, there was a guy, he was a guy in, in the town I worked in, he was born a woman, transitioned into a man. This guy looked like the state wrestling champ of 1978, barrel chested, beard, you know, bald. And the only reason I knew it was a woman was because he had some psychological issues, some serious psychological issues. So he had to go to one of the crisis centers. I had to stand there and watch him get changed. And he could not get the reassignment surgery because he couldn't pass the psychological. But you could see the scars where his breasts were removed. And he was a fighter, too. All the poor guy wanted was just for somebody to listen to him. That's why I got along with him because I just listened to him. I mean, he had yeah. bugs crawling in through the walls. I mean, he had some issues going on. Is it different now than that? 
I'm just going to come at you with a cadre yeah. of questions because so, I'm curious. Listen, I'm, I'm sure it's more socially acceptable. Yeah. You know, 20, oh, yeah. 20, 25 years ago, it was like, you know, you were a freak. Yeah. It's more, well, like you said, all the stigma that goes along with it. It's getting better. It's yeah. still not where it needs to be. Okay. There are still people that will. I had a lady I was working in uniform, driving an ambulance, and I walked into Dunkin' Donuts, and there was this cute kid in there, and I smiled, and the mother literally like scooped her up in her arms, shielding her from me, like I was going to be contagious. Well, maybe if we if she listens to the Suffering Podcast, we just dispelled two major myths about transgender. Yep. Okay, you don't have cooties and you're not a pedophile. There you go. <laughs> Problem solved. Problem we solved. are here to change the world today. Let's, let's just not get back to the swimming thing then. <laughs> we no, didn't, we didn't, a, we didn't a, change that problem. No, yet. we didn't change that problem, but we had a great discussion. Yes, we we listened. We learned how to – we don't agree on it, and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, one of the things Disagreements that I, is what make the world go around. I, I can accept you. It doesn't mean I have to, I, I have to affirm what you do. I might not believe in being able to transition, but I can accept you as a person, that you are a nice person, you're cordial to me, you're sitting in my house, I've obviously feel comfortable yeah. enough you bring it in my house, I don't give a shit. And that's all we ask for. That's a, I don't give a shit. I don't care if you like it, <laughs> just don't be a dick. Yeah, there you go. You can say, by the way, you can say whatever okay. you want. <laughs> Especially if you make fun of him, you you can say whatever you want to say. Go on. <laughs> beat up Mike Day again. <laughs> but I'm sure going through this process of trying to find your true identity had to be tough and there had to be some suffering and struggle in there. Absolutely. Is there one particular aspect of your life growing up to be where you are today that you would classify as your greatest suffering story? Ultimately hiding it and not embracing who I was led me to anxiety and depression. And how did it manifest itself? It affected my work. It affected my schooling. I barely passed high school because I didn't care. I didn't want to be there. I just wanted to get out. And Kevin barely passed high school, too. <laughs> Maybe he should have been I failed gym class, though. Oh. <laughs> now, what was the reason you failed gym class? I never changed. I didn't want to go in the locker room. See, that's a weird one, okay? Now, your relationships, are they with men or women? Women. They're with women. <sighs> but now, I mean, you, you, you weren't... You just added a whole new wrinkle onto this. Yeah, I know. We could be here for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> two hours. No, but... Back in high school, you didn't want to go into a male locker room? men's room, yeah. You still had all male- I was still presenting as male, yeah. Okay, so, so that's the proper term. Just presenting. so we- Presenting. Correct. Okay. But you just felt uncomfortable being in a men's locker room? Yep. I felt uncomfortable having to change in there. Now you're lesbian. You were heterosexual. I am so fucking confused. <laughs> I am so fucking confused. Doesn't take I mean, much, huh? <laughs> no. But what- I mean, what was the- Where did the anxiety- come from from that i mean you, you... because you know from a young age which but, i think but... you asked before and we never even got to i was as young as four or six years old when i first remember knowing knowing and how did that how did that work out you don't realize what you know you just know that something's wrong you know that something's not right playing and... with dolls or playing yep. yeah, stealing okay. mom's clothes stealing mom's clothes yep so you know it at a, at, from a very young age yeah. or you don't know you just know that your behavior is not the same as other boys in the neighborhood. Correct? You're, you're different from other people. Yeah. You feel different. You feel out of place. Okay. You're six years old, so you don't understand what that even means yet. Right. Once I got older, once Google came out, I was able to research it. And then I finally realized, oh, there's a name for this. I tr identify as transgender. And then I learned and got to experience the community. Now, if you had your way, your full freedom as a four to eight-year-old mm -hmm. to live your life, not knowing really what you don't know, 
and because I'm getting into this point very carefully, if your parents were to let you have that freedom to dress as a girl, do you think that that's acceptable? Yes. You do. Do you think children have the maturity level to decide? Because the reason I'm getting to this is because there's kids as young as like 14, 15 years old that want to go through transition surgery, Correct. which I think is insane because you don't know yet. You do. You you might know, but to make that drastic, but you can't unring that bell. I knew where you were going with this as yeah. soon as you started. A common myth is that letting your kid transition at a young age means they can never go back. Mm-hmm. That's not true. You don't start any medical treatment until you hit puberty age. Okay. All right. So if they wanted to get done at 10, they can't. No, they can't. Okay. They can dress as a girl. They can go to school as a girl, but they're not allowed to. Tr- I mean, I'm sure they could if parents signed off for it, but you only need it when you hit puberty to block the testosterone from rising. Because yeah. prepubescent, we have more feminine features. We have a more feminine voice because we haven't hit puberty yet. Right. And you can actually stop the puberty in its place. I'm trying to put this into terms of, of the way I grew up. And and l- let me explain it to you this way. So when I was 13 years old, my parents were the stupidest people on the planet. I knew everything. And I'm telling you, I knew everything. Sure. And then when I hit like 21, your I realized- parents, Your parents got smarter. Like, like, like overnight. <laughs> like overnight. And I, I realized how stupid I was at 13, but I know everything at 21. I mean, I know everything. And then when I hit 30, it was the same thing. And when I yep. hit 40, it was the same thing. And I'm sure I know everything now at 47. But it's not about general knowledge, not about knowing. It's how you feel. No, and no, no. It's, it. it's not. It, it's it's more about being so certain and positive that you know the direction. You know the proper direction. When in reality, I didn't. I didn't until I was much older. I'll, I'll give you another example. So tattoos. You said, I'm covered with tattoos. All right. I didn't start getting tattoos below the sleeve line until... I got into a profession that I knew would be accepting of it because I knew there's, there's repercussions of that. Again, it's not cutting your dick off. It's, it's, and that's, that's the worst part. I dressing like a, dressing like a woman, again, no problem with it, but dressing like a woman is much different than going through the surgery. Correct. But when you're 14, 16, eight, having these transitions, they're not going through surgery yet. They're not doing that until they're in their twenties most of the time because they make them go through puberty. They do the puberty blockers. You're not getting surgery when you're 14 years old. Okay. Well, that's... that's They're I, waiting for you to develop and grow more before they do surgeries. Because you want to make sure they have the mental Correct. acuity in order the to make mental that... mental capacity to actually make that decision. Right. And that's what I always worry about. Are you making that decision way too soon? Yeah. And that's a common misconception. They're not chopping their dicks off at eight years old. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> Mike, how, what, what happened when you got yours chopped off at eight years old? I got mine chopped off when I got married. (laughs) (laughs) So getting back to your your suffering stories, I know you went through depression. You went through, I know we got sort of sidetracked with transitioning. This is going to be a whole sidetracked episode because (laughs) we've gone down 15 different avenues already. I got so many different questions. I know. And, And guess what? The questions that I have. Everyone has. I, everybody has. And if you, this is, this is the education that we get from this show. We're not here to be disrespectful to you. We're here to be educated by you. If we say something that's offensive, tell us. We're saying something offensive because we're not meaning to be offensive. I thought you were going to say if we say something offes- offensive, tough shit. But <laughs> we're going to say it anyway. We're say, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're going to say it anyway. So if we get offended, if you get offended, just give us like the high sign or whatever and yeah. we'll, we'll offend you again at some point. Yeah, we'll, we'll find, we'll, once we find out. Listen, tradi- traditional way I, I deal with people is when I find out what offends you, that just I just oh, keep yeah. sticking that in. 
but hammered home. Your parents, when did they sort of get, have you had this discussion with your parents? Like, Hey, when did you kind of know something was up? No. Okay. I never did. Growing up, I secluded myself because I wasn't comfortable with myself. Both of my brothers also happened to be gay and they were both closeted when they were younger. So everyone just kind of well, did their a, own so, thing. So, so you, have, you have three two, gay kids. There's three kids. So there's all three are two, gay. Two gay males and then, or actually, wait. Well, it wouldn't be, everybody's gay in your family. First of all, so you're technically except gay. their parents. Of three siblings, yes. But there's all out of. So they, they, they were born. Hold on. They were born with. Your parents had three boys. Correct. Correct. And only one of them likes women, and that one is a woman. Yes. Okay, man. This gets this down the rabbit hole we go. Fortunately, the grandchildren route just went whoop, right out the window. What? You can, can no you, biological grandchildren. No. Well, you can't you have children? No. No, you cannot have children. With testosterone blockers, I have no sperm count. I have I can't fertilize a woman. No kidding. Well, now, would you ever come off those blockers in order to have children? Uh, probably not. Um, and you would have, it's not guaranteed you can, uh, after a certain amount of time, it's considered permanent. Oh. When you oh. do start transition, usually your therapist or doctor will offer freezing. Wouldn't that be the most ironic thing though? Right. You have three sons and the only one that's going to bear you a grandchild is a woman. Is a woman. Is a woman. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it, it, it's. There's, there's, like, is it very interesting? There's Don't like 15 wrong, episodes but... in this yeah, episode. Right yeah. It's you're gay, you're transitioning, your your brothers are are gay, and you're gay, but you were born a man, <laughs> and you pull really hot women. <sighs> we're gonna get canceled, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, you gotta make sure we don't get canceled, please. Not um, my job. Um, the, no, like like I said, I mean, and and no disrespect, it's just it's something new to us, and it's it really is intriguing. It, it is because there's so many different facets, especially your story, because there's so many different facets to it. Now, with growing up, this this depression that you were feeling because you weren't comfortable in your skin, how did it manifest itself? It prevented me from socializing. Um, I had the ambulance corps, which was my only outlet of friends. Oh, you started early with the EMT service. Uh, two thousand and nine, right after high school. Jesus so you didn't play sports or anything? High school bro. was seven. Two thousand seven. <laughs> oh my god! You didn't play any sports or anything growing up. You just kind no. of. How about since you've since you've become more comfortable and transitioned? Have you gotten into sports, working out, anything like that? Any type uh, of outlet? I jog. I run. Not too much in sports. I'll play for fun, like tennis or soccer with my friends, but nothing. So it's amazing that growing up in in the traditional male atmosphere, which we're always taught. Sports, 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 sports. And like I said, there's other values to sports than just playing the sport that you didn't start doing that until you started transitioning and started getting more comfortable. So the, the strong argument can be made, is sports a comfort thing or is it... A gender thing. A gender thing, yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. All, all comes back to the gender sports related thing. <laughs> well, no, you know, it's listen, if you, you, if you were uncomfortable with yourself... You, especially not going into the locker room. Like you don't want to play. You don't want to play because you know eventually that's going to happen where you're going to have to go change. If, if you feel uncomfortable doing something, you're not going to do it. Right. Which I tell why. people all the time, if yeah. you don't like running into a brick wall because it hurts, then stop running into a fucking brick wall. <laughs> right. But you, then you get into working out as you after you transition or Correct. running, things like that, which it, it's a chicken or the egg argument. It's, did it start because you were more comfortable or is it... Did, 
Did, I think it definitely started because of my comfort. Yeah. I was a lot happier after transition, a lot more comfortable in my own skin, and began to explore more. When was the first time you put on women's clothes? Like I said, as early as six years old, I remember stealing my mom's clothes out of her drawers. Do you remember what the feeling was when you first put that stuff on? It felt right, and I didn't know why it felt right. Hmm. Like was it almost like a sense of relief, like kind of like oh, you know, yeah. this is this is no, me. It felt good, but then I was like, because you're raised in that male family, it's like, well, why am I doing this? What's but, wrong with me? And you start to question yourself and doubt yourself. So, you know, it's funny because when I got here earlier today, Kevin was wearing like a a, a nice skirt. It was it <laughs> excuse me, it's called a kilt, and yes, because of my Scotch Irish descent, I have two kilts, and I understand. But that, that, I guess that Thank was. God, he's not wearing it. Now. That was well. The problem is you don't wear underwear with these oh, things. Oh, I and, know. Yeah, you, you you let it. But that's so. That's that was something <laughs> different. So first time I put on a kilt, they were like, "Yeah, you don't wear underwear underneath the kilt," and you're like, "Okay, well now I understand. Well, I get it they, from a woman's perspective. I'm just hanging that's out." That's what there. they wear that little flap in front for. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it hides things. You just air everything out. Sometimes it's it feels good, but. It's not that it felt right. It's it's a traditional garb, obviously. It's, it's far different. But I, I'm trying to get the idea because I've never put on a pair of pants and said, oh, this feels right. I just, I, I've i never, yeah. I, I've worn a kilt. And it's again, it's the same thing. I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel right. It's just clothes. Well, it's pushing I mean, the stereotype, which is why you said, would you let kids dress? Yeah. Why not? It's clothes. Right. You're not changing who they are by letting them wear a skirt instead of a pair of pants. I th- I've never come across it. In my own household, so I have no perspective on it. This is why the questions, and there's some parents going to be that are going to be listening, especially young parents that are going to come up with this stuff. Where when Mike and I were young, this type of behavior was suppressed. Yeah, probably grew into some unhealthy adults. And that that's like you said, but because I'm sure your feelings are suppressed. Absolutely, and that's how you went through the depression and all that, and the anxiety, and, and it led me to addiction. Addiction. What kind of addiction? Uh, drugs. Okay, what was your drug of choice? I started with ecstasy, MDMA. Uh, by the end of my addiction, I was hooked on PCP. PCP. I watched oh. a guy take a bite out of asphalt on PCP. Oh, yeah. Hallucinating, auditory, visual, whole works. I was ripping my body apart. You can see all the scars because I thought I had bugs in my skin. No yep. And then the only way to when a P, somebody on PCP fights, the only way to stop them is you break their collarbone so they can't lift their arm. And that, that's, that's how crazy yeah. PCP is. Yep. But that was an escape for you, I'm assuming? Yeah. It started as a weekend escape. I would go to the city, party on the weekends. It got me out of my own head. The drugs let me feel happy, even though I really wasn't. It was just kind of masking the symptoms. Now, were you transitioning and then, or were you, were you dressing like a male or dressing like a female back then? Back then, I was still dressing like a male. And on ecstasy. And on ecstasy. Did you ever get once get the feeling, okay, I think that I, I am more female. Then male. So that means I must be gay. I must like men. No. No? Have you ever had relationships with men? No. No. I've gone on a couple of dates, but nothing intimate. And that just doesn't feel right to you? Nope. So that's amazing how that works like that. That's... Yeah, well... Listen, I can see... That would be I, like me coming up and saying, you're supposed to be gay. People say that to me. They're like, shouldn't people, you he like... Calls, a... He calls me gay all the time. People are like, shouldn't you like men? And I'm like, shouldn't you? And then they get all offended. And it's great. No, I don't get offended. <laughs> I don't get offended. But it, you, when you when you first told me that, it blew my mind. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. I, what? I, but okay, I'm starting to understand it a little bit more now. It's it's not about who you like or who you ha- choose to have a relationship. It's about how you feel inside. Correct. 
It's sexual orientation versus sexual preference versus sexual identity. There's a whole gambit of... That's a whole nother show right there. It's a whole show in itself. Because there's always masculine and feminine roles in any type of relationship. Even even women, women, men, men. There's always a masculine, feminine role. For the most part. I would say 90, 90 95% <laughs> of the time. Because I've, I know many lesbian couples. And there's always one that's a little bit more masculine than the other one. Usually, yeah. Yeah. And even men, men to men. Like... Butch. I can't figure out which one Eric is and you are. So oh, he's definitely the femme. <laughs> Eric, Eric's a lot hairier than I am. <laughs> Ashley, I'm starting to really love you because you were just giving me ammunition. Ooh, look at the time. Oh, we're going to go gotta, on for three go. hours on I this gotta one. I got to get out of here. I, gotta, <laughs> I get a meeting at 3.30. Sure you do. Now, in your current relationship, I know you're single, but in your past relationships, did you take on more of the male, female role? Did that Did that play out like that? Uh, not really, which no. is why I said it's definitely not always. Um, in my previous relationship, we were all femme. Okay, you were you were both equal. Yep. Like that's the whole lipstick lesbian type yeah. of thing. That's why I said butch lipstick lesbian. That's that's <laughs> every guy looking at porn's dream. I guess that's pretty much what that is. God, I don't even know where to go from here. Now, when once what's your family think about it now? They were a lot more accepting than I expected. Really, yeah. you gave them a shot. Uh, oh, I threw them a curveball. Now, how, that's another thing. How did you actually, like, broach that subject with your parents? Did you just come home and say, you know, <laughs> we have to have a family meeting? Uh, so, this is while I was still using, I was still in full-blown addiction using PCP. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. I was hallucinating that the cops were there to arrest me. I called my brother, who does not live home anymore, freaking out, and he's like, what the hell is going on? And he came flying over to the house. I was home alone. Parents were away for the weekend. He pulls in the driveway. He's like, what the f- is going on? And I'm, I just exploded. I was like, I'm on drugs. I'm a trans woman. I have all these fetishes. And I literally just threw it right in his lap in the middle of the street at three o'clock in the morning. He just looks at me. He's like, pack your shit. You're coming to my house. And he moved me in with him and he tried to help. Um, wasn't sufficient, unfortunately. Uh, ultimately, I had to be committed. And I had to go through a detox program. You're still dressing as a man the time you go into detox. Is that correct? Uh, I started a social transition. So I was dressing slightly more femme. Now, where did they put you in which room? Or did they put you in a room by yourself? It's unisex. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Wow. Well, thankfully, at the time, it didn't matter. It was just the floor. It was men, women. Thank God there was no jail involved for you back then. Yep. You know, if you I came really close. If you couldn't get changed in, in guys' locker rooms in high school. Imagine being, going through this trans and being in jail. Yeah. No. And it's a very big struggle because if you don't have that medical transition yet, they do, they will put you in a male jail. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's a bunch of guys locked up in there and they're just going to, yep. that I feel I bad. don't even I want f- to imagine it. I feel really bad <clears throat> for because they're just going to be used. That's That's awful. Yep. So psychologically, we're all t- I guess we're getting down to like a psychological issue, correct? So mm-hmm. how, psychologically, how do you feel? How do you feel? Do you feel, not not you personally, but how does a person feel? Do they feel more masculine? Do they feel more feminine? Regardless of the way that you're born, right? Do you think that would be a fair thing to say? Yeah. All right. So it's not so much how you dress, it's how you feel psychologically. Correct. Now, since then... You've probably heard some real horror stories from friends of yours who are also going through the same thing that you've gone through. Uh, not too many. No. That's that's good. That means yeah. times are changing for the better. Because when I was growing up, there was, I grew up in Atlantic City area, there was a, 
it was a gay club, but there was a lot of trans that went in there. And regularly, I'm talking regularly, there was assaults, huge, bad assaults where somebody would just go up, which I never, I never understood. I never got it. Yeah. Why would you go up there? Be, you're, there's something wrong with you if you're the one doing it. But they would go up there and they would assault these people. And Luckily, growing up where I did, there wasn't too much violence or anything around. So I was very fortunate. Where'd you grow up? Bergen County. Okay. Oh, you're a rich kid. All right. <laughs> I wish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Closter. Oh, oh, rich kid. Right. Oh, rich kid? I'm on you're the right. other side of Closter. Closter, yeah. Dock Road. and you know, No, I'm on the Knickerbocker side. Oh, Okay. So there is no ghetto. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, but there is a dividing line where the houses start getting really big. <laughs> she wasn't born on the mean streets of Closter, New Jersey. <laughs> there had to be some time. I've seen this discrimination against trans and gay. And I hate to put them together, but they seem to be the ones when I was growing up that were really, really taken advantage of and discriminated against. Yeah. Throughout your life, have you seen different, I'm sure you've seen different types of discrimination do you have anything in particular that sticks out in your mind uh when i started my transition i was presenting female i hadn't started hormone treatment yet so i still had a slightly masculine physique and i was going for job interviews and i had this one interview went great i met the credentials it was a uh, manager training program they treated me with respect the whole meeting and then towards the end he just kind of looks at me and goes well we're the face of our clients with like this sly little attitude. And I was just like, all right, so that means I'm just walking out of here. Thanks anyway. And didn't even get a call back. They didn't even, nothing. If you weren't the right person for that job, or maybe you weren't as qualified as the next person, I think that would have been a little bit more palatable for you to take. But to get that type of reaction, it probably had to hurt oh, really bad. Oh, it, it was a sucker blow. I'm sure it's not the first time it happened to you. Right. I mean, you had to be looked at differently pretty much your whole life. Oh, but, absolutely. But now you're being judged on a job interview because of who you are. Because not, of, not by your Because of my appearance. Because of your appearance. Not even because of who I am. Now, when you were presenting as male, did you have a slightly feminine mannerisms? No. No, you, you were- I kept all, it pretty well closeted. Yeah. Like, hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, all, a lot of times people go the other way. Be, but then when, the pinky would be up when they're just going off. When they're, when they're <laughs> trying to mask something, they're ultra one way or the other. Were you? Was that you? Were you ultra male? No, just I just stayed this? in my lane. I call it uh, like living life on autopilot. I just kind of droned through, just did what I had to to survive. Now, have you ever been threatened with any type of violence because of how you present? Thankfully not. That's a good thing. Because again, 30 years ago, you probably yeah. would have. Oh, there's still that fear. Yeah. Um, my ex lives in the Bronx and I would drive in there to pick her up, drop her off. And I would be carrying a knife in my hand while I was walking down the street because there's still that fear. We're getting more accepted, but we're still not completely accepted or understood. Which again, I don't, what, do, what do they think? You're going to just give everybody a good idea? Yep. The one word you said is understood. I don't think any, listen, me and Kevin are still trying to grasp this. You know, you probably don't understand what a, a straight male goes through. Neither do you. Well, I did, actually. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but you, you see, you okay, see our. Look at the time. <laughs> you see our confusion. Yeah. 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 But you're not 
verbally or like abusively judging or attacking me. People no, will do that for no reason. No, you know, the, They'll and, just and, attack you on the side of the street. That, that's not what we're here for. We're here to find out what you're going through, what mm-hmm. everybody that sits in that chair goes through. Because we're not going through that, so we don't know. Yep. I mean, we've had some real heavy hitters in here mm-hmm. that live pretty big lifestyles, let's put it that way. <laughs> you know, And we have no idea the suffering that they went through. So we're... Yeah. Greatest education we ever got, Mike. Yeah, no doubt. Greatest education. We fought for our place as women. Most women can't even say that. Well, that's why I always got mad. <laughs> Speaking about a female in general, I always got mad when my wife didn't vote. I really got mad at her. I said, do you understand how long women fought to vote? Yeah. You know, and, and there's going to be people who come after you who have transitioned from male to female, female to male, whatever, whatever it may be. And if they don't take advantage of the hard work that you put in, I'm sure it's going to piss you off too. Because you're you're in the front lines right now, although it is more accepting, like you said, there are still some some hesitations in people's minds. Like it's different in my family because my brother in law is gay, and so my kids are like, yeah, it's Uncle Frankie and Uncle Jimmy. You know, it's it's no big deal, and they watch our kids all the time. But do you think people would have hesitation with somebody like somebody who's transitioning watch their children? Because again, there's that stigma that Absolutely. you're all you're all I pedophiles. Hate to say it, but yeah. yeah. Well, that's the reality of it. So it's like you, you could never open your own babysitting service <laughs> going to, because of the stigmas. You're yep. limited on the job, the jobs that you're going to do. You're never going to be a TV weather girl. Nope. Because they have to be ultra, ultra, ultra feminine with big boobs. Classic and, beauty. But yeah. I'm not offended by that classic beauty. I just want to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> but Th- that's um, why you watch Telemundo all the time. Also. I love Telemundo. And that's why friend. I was told I couldn't be the face of their clients. They didn't want somebody like myself representing their clients. What, what was it? A sales job? Uh, it ha- had to do with advertisements. Okay. Were you on camera or were you behind the scenes? I would be behind the scenes, but I would okay. be the face to face with their clients. But now, see, wouldn't that be like a a sexual harassment thing? Yeah, it could have been. Right? I, I wasn't mean, in a good place then to fight it, but yeah. Could you imagine that court case though? You know, like I said, I mean, just all the different facets of of Ashley herself. Yeah, all those different facets. There's just what angle? Pick an angle. Yeah, <laughs> just that, that's what I'm saying. Could you imagine that court case? You know? Oh, is it because I'm trans? Is it because I'm gay? Is it because I used to do drugs? Is it because you know? Yeah. But so the medical field, and and this is the odd thing. So the medical field getting involved in that, where you've gone through these different types of discrimination, where people haven't been very kind to you, and you chose to be kind to others and help others and be this involved in this life of service. And you said it was from a very early age. Yeah. What drew you to that, to the EMT? Uh, my brother dragged me into it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I graduated high school. He's like, just do it. Just try it. And I was like, all right, fine. And then I ended up loving it. Was your brother involved in it? Yeah. My brother's firefighter EMT for 15 years. And once you got involved in it, did you start to find that drive like mike and i talk about the life of service like we're driven to a life of service we can no longer be police officers because of our critical incidents but we took on a new life of service which is this show by bringing out trauma and highlighting trauma and showing how to get through it we just serve people in a different way and through our nonprofit. did you find a little bit of a hope in that when i first became an emt i was still suppressing my true gender identity Mm-hmm. Now that I am in a more comfortable place, I love it. It is a great platform to pay it forward. Uh, every day on that ambulance, I can connect with people that my partners can't. And maybe one person will say, hey, Ashley, pretty cool. 
You know, Ashley's pretty, maybe, and you just changed that one mind. I had one patient. It was a young female at a doctor's office with back pain. She was hooked on pain medication. I had patient contact with this person for five minutes. Got her in the truck, talked to her, treated her like a human, dropped off, and then we never know anything after we do that. Fast forward six months, I was really craving. I was like, if I don't go to a meeting tonight, I'm going to end up relapsing. And I found this local meeting. I was just Googling it. Walked in, sat down, ended up being the biggest meeting I've ever been in, a hundred something people. And this girl walks up and hugs me. And I was like, all right, you're cute. Not that I mind, but like, (laughs) who are you? And she's like, I don't know if you remember me. I'm here because of you. You picked me up from the doctor's office. And like knowing that that person is now in an NA meeting, just because I took that time to talk to her for five minutes, that my heart melted. And, you and how long did you date her for after that? Ah, uh, come on, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I know you enough already. <laughs> but that's what you want to do. You, you, you just changing out. You're only one person. So if you can change that many lives just by doing what you're doing, it's a, it's a calling. It always is a calling. Any type of first responder field is a calling. Yep. And it's nice that you found that. But aside from being an EMT, is there any other any other avenues that you would prefer to get into? Uh, I'm currently enrolled in college. I am going for my theater degree. So you're going to be an actor. Behind the scenes. Not going to be a weather girl. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do production. Yeah, set design, lighting, yeah. sound. Stay out, of, stay out of the front lines of it. It's no fun. It's, yeah. it's a really cutthroat business. It's, I never liked being in the spotlight. No, nah, I don't really care for it. Either. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny too because you know I was, I was listening, you know, like sports talk radio this week, and in the on air they call them talent. Talent, yeah. I got no talent. There ain't no fucking talent here. No, <laughs> ain't no Speak talent here. <laughs> Ashley's the only talent that came in the studio today. So, are you? Are you? Do you have plans on going through the reassignment sur- surgery? Uh if you would have asked me this two years ago, I would have been like, hell yes. But now that I've gotten more comfortable in my own skin and I've begun to your better for- myself, you get develop- more comfortable in your foreskin. <laughs> sure. Whatever you say. Um- <laughs> I mean, you you bring this show to different depths. That, I mean, that was just. It, it would be so hypocritical if I were to treat Ashley differently because she has transitioned from a male to a female versus the way I treat you. I treat everybody the same. I treat everybody with equal disrespect. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm still trying to transition from a man to a man. <laughs> uh, struggling in that department, huh? I mean, thank God we didn't have our other friend in here who is, oh, by the way, he is obsessed with, with transgender. He is so obsessed with him. I'm pretty sure that this, this is this is his new calling. Tranny chasers. He is this this would have been. Oh, you get those too, don't you? Oh, this would have Most been like, of them are men, though, so I just got to be like, delete, delete. This would have been like a five-episode show oh, we if could Bobby do, came in. Oh, forget it. Forget it. So you're not going to go for the full surgery? Uh, I'm undecided. Okay. I'm honestly not sure. I'm definitely going to go for breast augmentation. Um, I'm going through laser hair removal and all that, but the gender reassignment or gender confirmation. Now, is that what it's called, yeah. gender confirmation? Um, a lot of trans women just like to refer to it as a vaginoplasty now. Because they don't see it as we're changing gender. We're just trying to affirm who we are. But see, I mean, not getting too personal, but do you still have, let's say, male parts? Correct. And you date women? Correct. How does that, how does that work? How do- Mike, 
So the bird flies. <laughs> I know, no, no. The, the bee what? flies into the bird. The little stork comes. We need, we yeah, we need to have this conversation off air. The birds and the bees. I've had two kids, so I've I've at least gotten it twice. How many I've are yours two. though? <laughs> no, but I'm saying, listen, I'm trying to be well, serious. And I guess get the, a question. The out question here. is, is because your testosterone level is so low, low, does is is everything functioning? Yes. Okay, because listen. <laughs> I don't know if that area, I don't know if the dick will work without the testosterone. I it guess, does. I, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, but now you're transitioning and now are you, you consider yourself a lesbian? Yes. So you date lesbian women? Um, well, any women. Lesbian, bi, Tra- you pan, tr- try to steal trans. It. Yeah. I mean, oh, you so wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a new wrinkle. A new wrinkle. <laughs> Another avenue. So a trans, a trans woman mm-hmm. you would date them Correct. If, if they had their parts or uh, if they didn't well, see that it's not about that no it's it's not it's yeah. just or if they had a vaginectomy or what would vaginoplasty vaginoplasty yeah it's like rhinoplasty you know i like vaginectomy don't it vaginectomy. <laughs> <laughs> he had a vaginectomy there's just there's there's enormous amount of questions because I again I I've seen your social media I've looked through your pictures I've seen you go on the beach in bikini mm-hmm. there ain't no bikini that I could wear <laughs> How, where the hell does it go <laughs> there are you can't make it disappear you're not Houdini uh, there are different methods and nowadays there's even a um... duct tape if we're ever getting <sighs> that's old school that hurts man duct tape I've done it <laughs> it hurts whoa 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 time out time out walk us through that. That, that, that we're I'm not just, going over. No, I'm just saying. I mean, where, like you said, where do you hide it? You gotta, you gotta put it somewhere. You duct tape it somewhere. I and... wish I could remember the name of the website. There is a trans woman who actually, because it's called tucking. Okay, we'll tuck it. The old um, Buffalo Bill. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know that it's suggested to use stuff like medical tape, and so it doesn't hurt or ruin anything. But so, what do you do? You you grab the tip and just sort of like I don't. I'm not that, understand. That's, that's what I'm trying to. Get I at. never understood it. Yeah. I, I know tucking. You, I've heard of that. But. You tuck and you tape it in place. And there's this trans woman who came out with a. I think it's called Tuck It, and it's a specially designed tape that is the right shape, length, it's medical glue, and it's designed specifically for women to tuck. Where do you tape it, though? Behind. I mean, I don't want to go like too much detail here, but yeah. Listen, let's stay with our clothes on here. You don't have to get... I don't want you showing me. She was just about to get up and show us. No, No, I'm not... (laughs) You wish. (laughs) No. Does it go around the waist like a... Uh, Underneath, up to the butt. Up to the butt, and then the tape sticks. Oh. Okay, but now, okay, here's another question then. You see a, a, a pretty girl and you get turned on. <laughs> and if it's tucked underneath, where? If, you just hear tape start ripping? <laughs> <laughs> I, think I know that we're getting very crude. When, when you're in a bar and you hear tape start ripping, <laughs> that, mean, that means you got a date I, coming up. And to be all honest, I've never, it, these, this is what everybody needs. Everybody needs to be able to sit down with somebody in a, in a controlled environment that they trust, that they can ask these questions. Because I feel really stupid asking these questions, even though we're laughing it off because it's uncomfortable for me to ask. But I've heard people that, that trans tuck and do all, I've heard that there's gender bender underwear, whatever they, whatever they got. Uh, gaff underwear. Gaff, okay. Gaff. I've never, yeah, you tape. Well, what does that mean? 
I don't know. Do you tape it straight up? Do you, like you Most said, you, people you, you don't said, know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and some trans women don't talk. They'll just wear it out. Let it hang out? Yeah. Oh, man. That kind of ruins bikini season, though. <laughs> Not if it's what you're into. <laughs> it may enhance bikini season, too, if that's what you're into. Like I said, I we don't mean to offend you. It's just stuff that we don't know, and that's our way of of asking no, questions. No, I get it. Now, are you part of... Uh, uh, do you do you do any outreach part of community to reach out to other people who are looking to transition or maybe have that question in their head? Is there something some way that you get out to others? I do belong to a couple trans and LGBTQ groups who do host events and sponsor um, part of my uh, campus LGBT group as well. Your campus LGBT. Oh, so there's the, the college that you go to. There's a whole correct. Okay, if you were to sit down with somebody who was considering doing this. What are some pointers that you would give him? Kevin's looking for some hints. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say. Cause Bru- it- listen, hold on a second. First of all, I'd already be gay if I, I just can't get the point to point thing, you know? Because right, being, being involved. Docking. Do- is do- is docking. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So I've learned a new, I've learned a new word. So docking. Um, the suffering of docking. Because when, when two. <laughs> on the next episode. When two men fight. All right. That's a fight. And then you're done. And then you go have some drinks and you're fine. You usually end up being really good friends Mm -hmm. because you get it out. When a male and a female fight, or I'm sure it's a female and a female because you're you're just dealing with the same (laughs) shit that that we deal with, it's it's a much more in-depth process, all right? Like I said, the one thing about – and plus, if I get together with a guy who's my size, I double my wardrobe. It's it's a good deal. It's just that point-to-point I can't get over. All right, so listen, we're working on that. We're working on that. You'll get used to it. Yeah, but what's it it like fighting fighting with a woman? Being a woman fighting another woman. its It's got to be brutal. I don't know why anybody else in the world would want to be a woman. There's a lot of maintenance involved. <sighs> I make a joke all the time to my coworkers. I'm like, you ever have the chance? Don't become a woman. I can't. It's, <laughs> it's, it's expensive. Work. It's work. Beauty you know, is pain. See, I mean, that, that's the other thing. I mean, all this, this transitioning has to be a lot of money. It's not covered by insurance, is it? Nope. Nowadays, the medical procedures are covered. If you have any major insurance company, United, Aetna, even the VA hospital will now cover transition-related surgeries. But I grew up a boy. When I transitioned at 28 years old, three-quarters of my closet was all boy stuff. I had to now buy an entire new wardrobe, shoes, pants, dresses, makeup, jewelry. I'm still... I've been doing this for six years. I'm still trying to build a wardrobe. Yeah, I don't think I'd make size 13 pumps, so my transition <laughs> days are out. Uh, I'm a woman's eight. You're a woman's eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's what's that in men's? Nine. Is it? I don't know the trans. I don't know the. I don't know somewhere around there. <laughs> Some, the the <laughs> transition of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a lot. I'm sure it's, it is, it and it's very a, expensive. Yeah. I uh, and women's clothes are a lot more expensive than men's yeah. clothes. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's like I, we, we had this discussion on the phone. I'm like, why the hell would you become a woman? You got to shave your legs all the time. Or maybe you don't. Hey, you want to go all natural? It doesn't matter. It just seems like a lot. It is lot. inherently more expensive, yes. But you're going through the laser hair removal. and yeah, which is expensive. I was actually doing electrolysis, and it's $80 a visit, and it takes a lot of visits. Oh, man. So let's get back to how and you- like a, And that's not covered by insurance. So let's get back to some advice that you would give on somebody who was going through, starting the process that you're already six years in. What advice do you think you'd give them? It would really depend on where they are. Be yourself. Don't worry about other people. Just be yourself. Go with your heart. Yep. 
So, Ashley, we're coming to the end of this thing here, and I know we've asked some very inappropriate questions, and I'm sure we will. We have. No, we're going to get a lot of hate mail from this, but doesn't other? <laughs> not really. But listen, as long as as long like we said, as long as Ashley's comfortable with it, we're we're not demeaning anybody. We're just trying to figure out something that we don't know. Yeah. And like I said, I and this I think will help a lot of people in that community that are that are contemplating maybe transitioning. I think I think a dual education will be to our listeners who just don't understand that lifestyle and maybe now listening to you and some of the suffering that you've had to put into it maybe they'll have a little bit better a little bit uh, empathy not sympathy because they're not going through it but they'll may have a little bit of empathy for understanding it. yeah well it's the same yep. thing yeah just, good know, job miriam webster big words, big words. <laughs> yeah. he, he couldn't say understanding <laughs> 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 so we're coming to the end of this thing here and I like to ask all our guests the same question. It's you've gone through this life, you've transitioned, you've accepted yourself. What do you think all this suffering's taught you? Be yourself. Out of everything, it's taught me to not care about other people. That's why when I walk down the street and these people judge me, I'm just like, whatever. Because I fought for my place, I fought to get here, and I'm happy where I am. Kevin's looking up on his phone, tuckit.com. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much for coming in here today and speaking very openly and candidly about this. It was something that Mike and I wanted to speak about openly, but it's hard to find somebody who's ready, comfortable enough to come in and educate two idiots like us about things that you're going through. No, really, I, and I do give you a lot of credit. I mean, you're, you're a very strong person. I, I notice that and you're very, you know, set in your ways and you're, you're striving to get what you want. And I appreciate that. And I'm glad you came on here to openly talk about it, Absolutely. you know, because like I said, I mean, you're, you're not the only one going through this and it's it really, I learned a lot. I know that. <laughs> I really did. I had a lot of, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of laughs. I, I'm, a little maybe more confused about everything that happened today, but. Well, my story is not everyone's story. Everyone's but, story is different. But your story is a fascinating story. And the best part about your story is it's still being written. Yep. It's Ashley's story. It's <laughs> her It's her story. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's not my story. No, no, I'm just saying. You it, confused it, them. It's your story. One step yeah. at a time. I know. Yeah. It's not my. Look, there's a lot of confusion <laughs> going on here today. I'm, I don't know where, I, where to go. He, he, he's chewing gum, so he can't really think and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> Okay, where can our audience find you or do you have anything you want to plug? I am open on all my social media. Uh, my Instagram is AMT4106. Or AM you can find me on Facebook, Ashley Marie Tory. And we will put links to those in our show notes. I wish I said that before because I just friend requested an Ashley Tory and it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm Ashley Marie on Instagram. And that's going to do it for this episode of The Suffering Podcast, The Suffering of Gender Identity with Ashley Terry. And let's think about all the stuff that we learned today. Duct tape is a bad idea because it <laughs> rips off everything and it burns. Don't care about other people and what they think. Affirm who you are, but most importantly, be yourself. And that's going to do it for this episode of The Suffering Podcast, The Suffering of Gender Identity. Find Mike on Instagram at dented underscore ace. Find me at Real Kevin Donaldson. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And we are now on YouTube. And we will see you on the next episode of The Suffering Podcast.